monsters. <laughs> It's better every time. Yes. And that's Skloon for hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, the podcast, which is currently and not formally called Murder Horror Monsters. It's been a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the person who we quote on a regular basis, the one that we all know and love and likes to draw people into nightmares is <laughs> Skloon. Hello. I am your nightmare Hello. host. Let me take you on a trip. We'll see all the elder chores uh, together. Why didn't we call our podcast the nightmare hosts? I feel like oh, that would have been so encompassing. We could be oh, the nightmare damn. hosts just because our podcast's not called that doesn't mean we can't be that. No, we're the cryptic hosts. But we also explore murders. They're all nightmares. I know. They all yeah, but murders are also cryptic because, like, why do people murder? What's the... Oh, what's the thought and the logic and all that's That's true. That's my thought. <laughs> the cryptic couple. The nightmare hosts. The cryptic couple. The nightmare hosts. Mistress of the night. S- we knew the demon of the sea the demons of the sea welcome to the podcast welcome welcome chef's kiss chef kiss chef boyardi chef kiss Mwah. Mwah. uh and then i'm ash that's it plain and simple no no, no 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 wait no, no, no. a minute no. no wait a minute i no. remembered been there listen no listen listen this no. cutie patootie lemon booty over here <laughs> Is somebody I love so much. Look at look at her. I want to pretend I'm doing the Will Smith thing where you have your arms out and you're like, look at, oh. look at, look at her. I was gonna say which Will Smith thing. We have the uh, no, no, the good, we, the good, the good one. I would never, I would never slap you. Don't worry. I was gonna say we have the what is he like? He's like ta da that that pose. His yeah, arms the ta da. The ta-da. 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 This is And then we have the keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth pose. Well, two, which is two opposite ends of the spectrum. But we're doing the ta-da. Very. The ta-da. Look at ta-da. Look at it's the ash. She's so lovely it's, and beautiful. And I love her voice. Me. And I wish she would read me the dictionary. And I would actually sit through the whole thing and just let her soothe me into a nice calm mood. Because she's amazing. And I love her. And she's so pretty. Are you and gorgeous. high? You high? No. You're high. On love mm-hmm. for you, baby. Me, baby. <laughs> I appreciate your sentiments, and you are lovely. And I listen, y'all. I heard Skloon burp, and it was the cutest burp in the entire world. So if anyone's got <laughs> a magical voice that I would just listen to for hours, it's obviously her. Speaking of burps. I uh I was playing with friends the other day for somebody's stream, and I didn't I for I thought everyone left uh the group when we were done, so I was just chilling and I was like what you know did my little burp, and then I just heard laughing and I was like, well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> no. Well. So that was fun. <laughs> 
And that's, you know, awkward. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay because it shows that I'm getting comfortable with you as a person. To where I could just burp. You know? (laughs) I mean, at least we're at the burp stage. Yeah. Any other flatulence you keep to yourself. No, 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 no. No, no, no. What do you mean? Girls don't poop until they're married. Even when they're married, (laughs) they don't. Glitter. It's always glitter. It's always glitter and rainbows. (laughs) I had a a kid tell me that. Like, girls don't poop until they're married. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. They also don't eat. They uh, have no other bodily functions. They don't, you know, get sick. They don't throw. They don't do any of that. No. It's just glitter and rainbows all day, every day. And rainbows and murder. I love. Oh, speaking of murder, back to the bullshit. The game show, because this is all kind of what rolls around. We all gravitate towards murder because there was a contestant on that game show that was like, "Ah, yes, I'm a podcaster," and. Uh, Howie was like, oh, what's your podcast about? She goes, true crime. And I was like, that's that's our people. That's definitely our people, 100%. So, yes, we bleed, we poop, and we eat true crime all day, every day. Yeah, all day, every day. Speaking of eat, you mentioned that you ordered a burger, but you never told me where you got your burger from, and oh. I need you to describe it in detail for me, oh, please. Oh, I just, I just, Thank I you. got it from Burger King. The king of burgers. Because, uh, they're, like, the only restaurant-type place near my house that does, like, delivery besides pizza. But did you get the Whopper? The Whopper Junior? Oh. The Baconator? Like, I need... I got... A big juicy whopper. I need. With no onions. Oh. Because. Oh. Fuck onions. Respectfully. The fuck onions? I love onions. I hate onions. I hate what? them. Is there anything besides onions that you can't stand to eat? Like, are celery. you a pretty picky eater? Cel- celery? I think. Hear me out. I think. I was I was thinking about this a few years back. I think it's a, a texture thing. Because onions and celery have, like, the same, like crunchy thing going on right but i like lettuce but i don't like the thick parts of the lettuce so i think it really is just a texture thing well that and i know some people aren't really fond of celery because when they bite into it yes. like the strings Stringies. get stuck in their teeth yeah, yeah. i but like the stringies it, it could very much be just the crunch of it because it's it's a snap yeah, you know, when you bite into it, it's a snap, and that's the same with like the thicker parts of the lettuce and onions, depending on how thick the onion is. So, I understand. Yeah. I like, it's fine. I like carrots, like baby carrots. I'll be snapping on those all day. Yeah, but carrots are meant to be. I mean, obviously celery is too. But like in your brain, carrots are meant to be like snappy, and maybe they're a little sweet, which is why you're okay with them. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, uh, honestly, my, my taste buds have grown over my life. Mm -hmm. I used to be super picky. Um, like I would never eat fish. 
I pretty much wouldn't eat mushrooms until I had them on a pizza. And now I love mushrooms. So right now, except for like obvious things like liver, can't I can't fathom liver at all. Um, but I, I really don't know if there's anything in particular that I, I don't want to eat except for things that I can't yeah. eat because I'm allergic. Yeah. Same so. Same with me, though. I When I was younger, I used to... Okay, so I used to hate olives, like black olives. I love black olives now. I would just straight up eat black I olives. I love olives. Mm-hmm. But I was just... When I was just thinking about that, I just remember when I was younger, I used to take whole onions and, like, eat them. Like an apple, I guess, I heard. So, what? I don't know where that changed. Yeah. Are you Shrek? What are you <laughs> doing over there? Yes. Fre- you check just... yourself before you Shrek yourself. Or, I mean, you're either Shrek or you're Stanley Yelnats from Holes. Take your pick. Which one do you want to be? Both. They had a baby and it's me. And it... Shrek Yelnats? Yeah. Sh- Shrekly Yelnats. That's your name. Shrek. Shrek uh. yes. First it's Bert. Now it's Shrekly Yelnats. <laughs> just progressing down this path and i'm okay with it this is my lore everybody listen up (laughs) father and father shrek and stanley oh it's perfect um i also love black olives like for the longest time i didn't eat cottage cheese but then i had it with pineapple and now i love cottage cheese uh black olives blue uh green olives stuff with blue cheese things like that it's like I, I don't like it until I find a way that I do like to eat it, and then I will always eat it. Yeah. Um, I will say that for Christmas every year, my partner's grandparents go to Costco and buy him the, like, six or eight pack of black olives in a can. Ooh. And that's just one of our, our presents every year. And it's really funny because the first time that I saw it, I was like, why are you getting black olives as a gift? Like, not quite understanding. And it, he just looked at me and he was like, I like black olives. Like, just super dead, stone face. Like, I like black olives. I like to eat them. And he was not wrong. He does eat them for snacks and stuff. So Yeah, it's like, yes, it's like a, some black olives, a bit of cheese, cracker, a little sausage. Mm. Oh, yeah. Little mm. charcuterie board. Yeah, nice, charcuterie nice board. Nice array. Yeah. No. Charcuterie. No. What do you mean? No. 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 Yes. <laughs> no. Not a fan. Not a fan of sharks being used in that manner, ma'am. <laughs> I just finished my tea, and I almost choked on the shark coochie. <laughs> I can't. I. This I actually week. made that comment. On to my friend. The podcast. Ash chokes on tea. The murder. That shark murder. What is it? I bring you frankincense and mur- <laughs> murder. Uh, Judas. Just, no. Judas. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just someone sipping on tea yeah. in the corner, and they're like, oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, no, I use I use Sharkuchi. Uh, the other the other day in a text to my friend 
who I love her so much. She had taken her children to a water park. And her both of her children are under four. I think the oldest is four. And her younger one was exhausted. So she laid on one of the pull-out lounge chairs. And she had placed her child uh, facing down, like on her stomach, and then covered her with a blanket. But her little feet were sticking out underneath the towel. So it looked like my friend was not wearing pants. And there was just... Like a a child being birthed? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, wow. At a water park in the charcuterie out. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. That's my horrible joke of the day. She laughed so hard, though. She was like, oh, my gosh, now that you say it. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Ma'am, get a longer towel. Get a longer towel. <laughs> it was very weird looking, but uh, I couldn't imagine taking a kid to a water park. Be real. When uh, when my mom took us to water park, uh, we got we made it like a day of it. So we went and got lunch beforehand. So we got like McDonald's. We went to a water park. And we were vibing. And then they, they told everyone to leave the pool. And then we did. And we found out oh. that uh, one of my siblings uh, threw up in the pool. No! Because we were just going down slides and stuff. And it was upsetting the tum-tum. No! And we left real quick. <laughs> well... Have you ever been back to a theme park or a water park? Have I ever went back to one? I, uh... I mean, would you want to after that? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Of course. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a water baby. Stick me water in water. Water baby. I'm like a tadpole. I remember uh, having some wonderful CBD tablets. Or not tablets. Um... But, like, I I just have chronic pain. So I remember having, like, a little tincture of CBD, and I went to a water park, and I was just lounging in the Lazy River because it just made me feel so good because my joints weren't hurting, my back wasn't hurting, and I was just like, uh, I wouldn't want to do that and also have to worry about a child near me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I... I could not imagine just relaxing and having just peace of mind that my body doesn't hurt. To then be told that my child threw up in the waiting pool, and so I now must go collect them, and then all that stress is back. I'm not about that life. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, tum tum. I mean, I understand. We learned I'm not going to judge that. No eat. The child, yeah, the, the child <laughs> probably was like, "I'm never doing that again." Yeah. Mommy, I'm gonna go play here on this land so that I'm not <laughs> in the, the water rides. <laughs> Got a uh, shovel. Well, it's very sad. Listen, if you ever want to do one of our theme parks, you just let me know. I'll take you down. We'll get all wet and dirty. It'll be a great time. Ooh, really? You take me to a water park? Yeah. Well, we're already going to go to Gatorland. Might as well I, do a whole weekend adventure in Orlando. Can I make Gatorland into a water park? No. Oh. No. Can I do it when you're not watching? <laughs> no. 
look away for a minute, Ash. I promise. No, nope. be okay. It's not. It's not how that <laughs> happens, and we're all aware of that. <laughs> group consensus is a no. Mm. Uh we. Uh, no, we'll we'll do Gatorland. We'll have fun there. We'll do like, you know, this giant cryptid, this blue-eyed white crocodile alligator, whichever one I can't remember which one it is. And then the next day we'll just do a water park or an actual theme park, depending on what you really want to do. And we'll just make make a weekend of it. Be fine. Be fine. Ooh, that sounds so fun. Why you love me so much? Why you? Why you love me? Cause, cause I love you. You're so. Listen, it's too early for the. Well, I mean, we already had mush. It's too early for another round of mush. But listen, I love you, and I would like to have fun with you because we're friends. Mm. We're best friends. We're best friends. Let's do it. Let's do. Water park. Mm-hmm. Water park. Oh, Cryptid. Listen, though, there really is. I forget his name, but there is a like a twenty foot alligator, and he's all white, and he's got blue eyes, and he's one of like five, like in the world or whatever. He's really really rare. I love him so. He's beautiful. I saw him and I was like, "You're so precious. You're huge, but you're so precious." And then there's another one called I think his name was Big Joe. Oh, and his head is the size of my torso. Oh, yeah, he's a huge boy. I think maybe I got the length of the, like the white alligator wrong. Maybe he's a little smaller than twenty feet. But this guy, he—I think he is the largest alligator that has ever been like caught. He's huge. And I love him because he was just chilling up next to the glass. And I was like, you're so beautiful. Yeah. I would like a swamp puppy, too. We both can have a swamp puppy. Ash, I can listen. I'm small. Mm-hmm. And I'm not very, uh, I don't stand out a lot. I can get us a swamp puppy. All you have to do is take um, me to Gatorland. I don't. I think you're going to be the first one that they keep their eyes on because as soon as you walk in, they're going to be like, oh, she looks too happy to be here. (laughs) Why does she have a cat carrier? (laughs) That's interesting. Why does she have a cat carrier and why is she all dressed incognito? And it's not like a black ski cap or black turtleneck and black pants. You've got like, you got like swap colors on. I have a whole ghillie suit. (laughs) You're like the dude who bought the leaf bush outfit from Amazon. Oh. And you're just like, hey, guys, I'm here. Ignore the cat carrier. It's just for my snacks. <laughs> it's my actual purse. It's just designed to look like a cat carrier. <laughs> like, ma'am, can I help you point me towards the babies? And uh, they are zat away. Don't follow me. There's... <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's... We need to make sure this podcast gets erased before you ever come down. <laughs> Just so that there's no evidence. No, for legal purposes, this is a joke. Yeah, for legal purposes, this is all a joke. This is all legend. This is just in the mind to playful role play. Yeah, and if a baby... It's D&D. Uh, if a baby does go missing, you know, 
we're saying it here first wasn't me yeah because i also have six cats and i'd rather not have a baby alligator eat my six cats yeah just saying yeah if if we happen to have uh a smaller longer cat that looks like it might be wearing an outfit is not actually a cat then who's to say oh yeah leather boots and everything yeah nice nice uh green exterior we dyed them and we decorated them it's fine yeah it's fine (laughs) Oh, oh what a world i will say if you look hard enough you will find alligators everywhere in florida yeah Yes, a lot of people, and this is the funny thing, I have a lot of people tell me, like, they've never seen an armadillo in Florida, they've never seen an alligator, all these things, and I'm like, if you truly just look hard enough, they're everywhere, they're in large bodies of water, you may look over and be like, oh, that looks like a really cool lily pad, or a really cool piece of rock, or birch, it's an alligator, like, that's it it's an alligator so it's a. it's definitely a lot you have to never walk near any water period that's it that's it Mm. we used to have i think six alligators in my backyard when i lived uh strictly in lake st cloud orlando area um we had a pond and it was it was a lot. I will tell you, it was a lot because we had ducks and they would go missing periodically and we did have dogs and they thankfully did not get hurt, but it was really scary to let them loose in the backyard any period of time. So don't, uh, just don't go near the water. Yeah. Maybe one day we can do, uh, selkies. Those, those creatures. Ooh. Right? Do you want to... Isn't that what that is? I think so. The horse? Oh, yeah. Yeah! Kelpies? Kelpies! Selkies are the ones that look like seals, and they're in the sea, and they come in and they shed their coat, and then if you find the coat and you give it back to them, you're married. (gasps) Really? Oh, my God. This is so cute. Yes, that is mostly a European. I can't remember if it's specifically, like, Irish or like scottish like it's specifically like a european thing but yes a selkie now that i remember it correctly a selkie is an otter-like sea-like seal-like creature that they will come to land i think it's like on a full moon or a new moon something like that something with the moons um but they come to land and they'll shed off their fur coat um so they can be human for the day and they can like walk around and stuff like that. And if a human person finds their coat, um, they technically own the selkie mm. because you own a part of them. Mm-hmm. That's just what I have from my memory. And then the kelpie is the horse that's in bodies of water that can has like the top of a horse and like the bottom of a mermaid, like the bottom of a fish, and it can drag you down. Uh, to the depths, and then they kill you down there, and they stomp, 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 and then you're dead. I love Ta-da. Kelpies. I think they're so... They're pretty. Pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're super pretty. They're super deadly, and I'm okay with that. I was playing... I was playing The Witcher. Witcher 3. And one of the puzzles was you had to 
figure out the name of uh the somebody's horse. I think it was the I can't remember her name. The girl the girl witcher. The the, the child. Her horse. Siri. Yeah, her. And her horse's name is Kelpie. And it was like a, the it was like a, a riddle about like the legend of a Kelpie and I was like, fucking got this <laughs> When you're when you're in mythology mythology? Yeah. And yeah. you're all of your monster logic and diamonds and all this stuff when all finally pays off. Yeah, like I didn't even have to do like it's the best other riddles. I was just like boop boop done. Here we go. Oh, that's amazing. Ah, uh, I know uh we were talking earlier pre-stream, we were talking about uh Lore Olympus, which is a webtoon and everything. And uh, when I was actually talking to one of my friends about it a couple weeks ago, she literally would look at it and she would turn it to me and she'd be like, who's this character? And I'd be like, that's Zeus. She's like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then she'd be like, who's this? And I'm like, that's Artemis and Apollo. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I don't. And I'm like, Zeus is their father. You know, we've already discussed this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, just you know, this is what this character's related to and what happened here. And, like, she like she eventually would remember bits and pieces because, like, the whole story is based off of Greek mythology. Yeah. But it was just, like, the feeling of, like, my knowledge paid off. Like, not just of the story, but of, like, actual Greek mythology. Huh. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really quite realize that your passions, obsessions, your... ADHD hyper focus moment really pays off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which is kind of what's happening with you and your long Furbies. I listen. It is now my it's a circle goal. of life. I Pink just uh she just messaged me. It's just like everyone wants the long Furby now. <laughs> <laughs> my plan has come has come uh come to come to fruition yeah yeah Yeah. i got you we're right we're right here well some artists uh are born with an innate gift of like what they exactly know what they want to do and very few and far between and other artists stumble upon it and i feel like the long furby is going to be part of your rise to fame (laughs) and you're just going to ride this high and I'm here for this ride. <laughs> Please do it. Maybe by the time Just this comes out, they'll already be uh, available to people. So if you want a long Furby, feel free. Yes. I I just can't. I don't even know where the long Furby. I know we've already talked about this like forever ago. But I don't even know where this long Furby thing even started. You know, like who, who brought this creature to our world who brought this new cryptid into life yeah who looked at a fair and was like hmm good how can i make this more terrifying but longer (laughs) but longer uh what if there's a shorter version like a squashed oh like a pancake furby like a pancake oh good lord ash i'm gonna make those munchkin kitties Like those munchkin kitties, but instead of it being a munchkin kitty on all fours, it's just a shorter 
fatter oh my god furby i'm making a pancake furby you've done this pancake furby you've done this a pan furby this is what happens right somebody tells me a thing and then it gets stuck in my brain till i have to do it like i don't even have a choice anymore i have to do it it has to be in the world it's the adhd brain it's the hyper focus that i gotta do it right here and right now but i can't do it right here right now so i'm gonna think about it and obsess about it yeah for a while same with like brain worms get a song stuck in your head you're just like do 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 until you listen to it and then it goes away that's so (laughs) that's what we do every time (laughs) because like Skloon and i will be hanging out and then all of a sudden Skloon will start like i'll say something and she'll just start singing the song (laughs) that is based off of whatever i said and again i think if there's ever a trivia show music show like that you would be perfect for it but like then we both start singing the song and then it gets quiet and then we both start singing the song again and it just keeps repeating until i literally like throw down whatever we're doing and i'm like nope i we have to listen to this in its entirety now otherwise i'm not gonna get anything done yeah it's just gonna be stuck in your brain yep so then we did it with backstreet boys and we did it with um I want it that way because Skloon for the longest time would just be like, you are my fire. <laughs> and then I keep thinking about the uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine cold open where he makes all of the lineup crew, uh, one through five, sing it. And then she's like, she's like, number five killed my father. And I'm like, I have to watch that part now because that's also in my brain. So it just kind of does a cycle. Yeah. Just a continuous cycle. And then Ash <sighs> found a Backstreet Boys playlist on Spotify. And yeah. it's amazing. Because who doesn't love the Backstreet Boys? Come on. Come on. So I went and I painted my friend Irene's new house mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And... She looked at me and she was like, do you have like a a song preference? Do you have a music preference today? And I was like, nah, like, let's just jam out. To the point where after a while, I looked at her and I was like, you know what? I want Backstreet Boys. I was like, I've been in a Backstreet Boys mood since the day you and I played their playlist. And I was like, I just want to hear their songs. And she goes, okay, well, I've downloaded every single Backstreet Boys album that has ever existed, including the European tour ones. Which album do you want to listen to? And I was like, what? She apparently is like their number one fan. She loves them so much that she started telling me like trivia and facts about them and she was telling me that she went to like all their concerts like before they were like super famous and all these things and i was thinking about her and i was like have i ever met like a celebrity like have i because she was telling me how she wanted to meet them and stuff and i was like have i ever done that and then i got in my brain about how i met joey fatone from nsync at his restaurant called fat ones (laughs) that was in the orlando uh the florida mall so i was thinking about that and then she popped the question on me and she goes who's your favorite backstreet boys character or you know singer and i went joey fatone 
And immediately oh, no. she was like, you can get out of my oh, house. No. Thank you very much. And I was like, ah, oh, no. I'm sorry. Because my brain went down this this huge rabbit hole as she's telling me all these things. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so right. That's not in. Nope, that's not Backstreet Boys at all. That's 100% in sync. How could you? I, <laughs> I, that's what I said. I was like, I am ashamed to even be in this room with you. Um Thank you. And now I'm telling everyone. So clearly I'm not over being ashamed. And we both agreed that Nick Carter was the best Backstreet Boys. And then, you know, we got better. We, we, we rekindled our friendship. It was over. It was over for a hot second. And then we rekindled it. So. <laughs> but on a side note, those hot dogs were delicious. Oh, heck yeah. Hot dogs. Joey's fat ones. Great. Super great. Uh. <laughs> oh, the shame. I'm <laughs> oh, not a 90s shame. baby, apparently. The shame. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on the whole, whole family. Just everyone. Everyone. All my ancestors. Dishonor. Dishonor. Ooh. Well, speaking of dishonor. Oh. Are we wanting to jump into it? Yeah. Guess what? What? Chicken butt. You're first. Oh. Oh, you. <laughs> that was not chicken butt. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a chicken butt. But I love how you were so committed. Super committed. And I appreciate it. You went full force. <laughs> but, uh, no, you were first today. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because okay. we ended with your La Lowry stories last week. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Are you ready? Are you ready? Buckle up. Uh, a little background. I sent this particular murder to Ash via TikTok form. Like, oh? when we first started doing this, I was like, look at this murder. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Nope, go on. I'm not going to ruin it for myself and thinking that I think I know what it is when I probably don't. But I remember receiving a couple of TikToks about some true crime. So now I'm even more excited. When I see true crime on TikTok or spoopy cryptid things, I'm like, Ash needs to see this. (laughs) I, so I told my partner that I wake up to sometimes like 15... (laughs) tiktoks from you and he's like that's so many and i'm like i told her i want more more just send me all of them because you do what i do and it's you know late at night and you just kind of scrolling through and you just see something and you're like you know who would like this just as much as i did this person yeah yeah and so it just a part of me also feels like it's now a competition to see who can send each other <laughs> the most TikToks in a 24-hour period. I get so happy when I wake up to, like, 15 TikToks. I'm like, oh, the yeah. The 30 that I send you over the night? Yeah. Because yeah. it's great because, like, I'll go through everyone's TikToks they sent me. And if I find one that, like, another friend would like, I send it over to them. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a pre- sending of my later scrolling non-stop sending <laughs> yes exactly yeah. and it's even better because uh our friend don he'll send me a lot 
and I'll send him stuff back. And then we both are like, oh yeah, Skloon sent this. And we just know that we've already communicated with you in some form or fashion. (laughs) And it's great. It's just a, it's a trifecta. Trifecta. But. Bouncing through everybody. I'm excited. I'm also excited. Uh, I, I, I was actually really ecstatic when I found out this particular murder took place where your cryptic baby is because I was like how perfect he is the best little baby let's just say small it's fine small baby small small bean no nothing not even ABCs (laughs) okay so our story begins with a low budget horror movie that hit the big screens and skyrocketed to success despite not having a huge Hollywood-type budget to make. This film was called The Blair Witch Project. And it went on to inspire a bunch of low-budget, found-footage-type movies. But it also inspired Blaine Norris, and he had a dream of his own spooky film. No. (laughs) Blaine was an amateur horror film director and married to a woman named Wendy. Together, they had a son named Mason. He worked as a computer technician along with his friend Brian Tremble and had dreams of making a slasher film in the Appalachian Trail with the movie titled Through Hike, A Ghost Story. The plot of the movie involved five hikers being murdered by a ghost-type figure. Norris had little funds to make the movie, but luck would seem to be on his side as his friend Brian offered his camera equipment for filming and even agreed to be the cameraman. With the cameraman taken care of, Norris Luck continued to work for him, and he received an investment of $18,000 to make his movie. Soon actors were cast, and things were ready to go, so on August 2, 2002, the production of the movie began. But sadly, that's where his luck ran out. Dun 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 dun! Sorry, I had to moisten my mouth. Moisten. <laughs> <laughs> dry for some reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. This story, the story just got you just, just, you know, on edge, loosening at the gills, yeah. moistening at the gills. Oh. <laughs> on the first day of filming. There are many issues, including the camera malfunctioning, the audio not working, sorry, and the audio not working. Norris, his friend and cameraman, no, sorry, Brian, his friend and cameraman, was diagnosed with multiple, multiple sclerosis, Ash, how you say this word? Sclerosis. Sclerosis. Yeah, sclerosis. Sclerosis. Rosis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, his friend and cameraman, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and was no longer able to hike the trails due to his condition. And his wife, Randy, requested that he quit the film. She wasn't too happy with her husband's involvement in it in the first place and was asking him to back away from it for his health. After some rather bad footage from the first day, the investor with the money decided to back out 
and take his money with him. Now Norris was left without a camera guy and no money to fund the project. Despite the setback, Norris continued the movie by putting everything on his credit cards, maxing them out to buy props and equipment that soon landed him $20,000 in debt. That is too much money in debt. Yeah. Too much. He wanted that movie. I'll I'll give him that. He was striving, but he wasn't doing it very smart. Yeah, but also, wouldn't you try to, like, write the script first and then send it off for a production team and then try to get the money that way? No, that'd be too smart. Oh, that'd be, uh, well, my bad. (laughs) that just make too much sense, Ash. What do you mean? I just wanted to see if that was another po- listen <laughs> sometimes i make sense okay no. some I, once in a blue moon i'm listen, allowed to make sense okay you make so much sense that's not what i'm saying i'm saying he did not make sense he's dumb yeah and he would never think of that <laughs> i'm saying he's dumb yeah no i am yeah <laughs> one week after filming blaine norris returned home to his apartment that he and wendy shared and found that wendy had left with their son. After Blaine and Brian started hanging out again, and Blaine showed Brian the work he did on his horror movie and confided in Brian that Wendy left and he maxed out all his credit cards to the point of debt. Brian told Norris that he and Randy had been saving a lot of money for his medical expenses and a nest egg for her hopes of a future child and that he could ask her to give uh, Norris some money. No. Don't do that. That's also dumb. When Brian returned home to ask Randy, she of course said no. And it seemed that the end of Norris's film dreams had come. These women are the smartest in this whole story. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Sir, you're sick. Your medical expenses are probably, like, super high. (laughs) Super expensive. And then on top of that, sir, we want a baby. Yeah. It cost, like, over a million dollars to raise a baby from, like, incubation, if you will, to 18 years old. Yeah. No. No. Your friend can go make his own, like, Shutter Home movie in his own money time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, a little information about our friend Brian here. Him and Randy got married in the year 2000 and initially led a wonderful, content life. They seemed to be very happy. Their acquaintances held them, held the couple's dedication and commitment in high regard. But things started going downhill when Brian was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. 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 Yep, you got yeah. it. Yeah. His wife, Randy, worked two jobs to help support her ailing husband. Brian wanted more and hated how his illness affected his everyday life. With Randy's overprotective nature regarding her husband and his wishes to work on the film with his friend, it started to turn the relationship sour. On January 10th, 2003, Brian Trimble returned home after having been out to dinner with his friend. He walked into the garage and stumbled upon his wife Randy's body face down in a pool of her own blood, having been brutally murdered. All right. Mm -hmm. That's a a hard turn. Yeah. (laughs) 
Brian called 911 and said he found his wife unconscious and bleeding. He then called his mom to say something was wrong with Randy. Something's wrong. Yeah, she's dead. Good job. Using your context clues, sir. <laughs> uh, hey, mom. My mom, specifically. Not yeah. the victim's yeah, mom. Yeah, not the victim's mom. My mom. Uh, she, uh, I, something happened to my wife. I'm not really quite, can't put my finger on it. But, like, we're not coming over for dinner on Thursday. Yes. I'm sorry. Something's different. Where'd all this Kool-Aid come from? Where all this this red jello that just melted into obscure? Mm. Hmm. Very weird. <laughs> when authorities arrived at the scene, Brian is described to have being in a state of shock. When questioned, Brian insisted that he did not touch the body and called 911 as soon as he discovered it. Initial Examination on Randy's body showed strangulation marks as well as multiple stab wounds, which an autopsy later determined to be the cause of death. They looked around their home and saw overturned furniture throughout the house. It appeared that there had been a robbery. (laughs) Wow. It appeared that there had been a robbery, but nothing was stolen. Unfortunately, even after a careful search, the police could not find any forensic evidence that could provide them with a valuable lead. Officers immediately suspected the scene was staged, and Tremble was considered a suspect early on due to his strange behavior, as he did not cry with tears or touch his wife's body, and his reaction was not compliant with that of losing a loved one. But they also determined that Brian had an all-right alibi he was seen at the restaurant by a friend and waiter. With very little leads, Detective Les Freeling went back to the home a few days later to have Brian walk him through how he found Randy. Brian said that he found Randy lying face down in the garage and he called out to her to ask if she was okay. He said he nudged her with a foot and even stepped in the blood. Detective Freeling immediately became suspicious because Brian said he did not touch the body at all when he was first questioned. Yeah. Why are you changing your story, bro? Changing your story. Got you. <laughs> then police got a tip from one of Brian's coworkers, who told them to look at Blaine. They had started looking, and they found that Blaine had set Brian had set Blaine a link to an online manual of how to commit murder just eight days before Brandy died. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> how to murder for dummies oh, oh that is the stupidest <laughs> shit know, right? i'm sorry if you're gonna commit murder you do not send your accomplice a step-by-step guide on how to commit murder there's there is a tv show that you can very easily watch that everyone loves but I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't call these people stupid. No, but they are. <laughs> but why? But why though? Oh, so that makes me. Like, hey, <laughs> it's just casual. Just the way you gun. delivered it too was even better. You were like eight days prior. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Whew. 
I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. <laughs> and from looking through the manual, the methods seemed very similar to what they found at the crime scene. Although Blaine denied all involvement when questioned, the police searched his home and found a collection of rifles, handguns, and knives. They found a receipt in his car for black clothing, gloves, a mask, and a knife. The knife matched the wounds on Randy's body. Police took them into the station to be questioned. While they were in the interrogation room, they started putting pressure on Brian until he finally cracked and told them Blaine Norris had indeed killed Randy. The detectives offered Brian a deal of life in prison and would, and, would and would take the death penalty off the table if he confessed. He further explained that the two were supposed to make a horror movie together, but the plan was canceled as Randy intervened. This intervention angered Brian. Brian also stated the reason behind killing his wife was her significant $100,000 life insurance money, which he stood to inherit. You, is there any notations as to when she had that policy created? No. Because that's always, you know, the true crime, true crime brain. Yeah. Where they're like, uh, oh, he's due to inherit a shit ton of money. When did this get created? Oh, a week prior to her death motive you know yeah. like that's like the number one thing that they look for so the fact i love the fact that this dude is like here's the entire plot line here's the motive here's how i did <laughs> yeah. it here's you didn't you well, yeah you didn't want to you told me that my my movie was awful and i felt bad so i'm gonna tell you everything yeah he didn't want to die he was like i didn't uh, know this could lead to death what i I'm making a horror movie, and I didn't know that that was fake. Yeah. That was not fake blood or not fake knife. I'm like, mm. What? <laughs> the plan rolled out on January 10th, 2003. Brian Trimble went out to dinner with his friend while his wife worked all night. Norris waited for Randy in the Trimble's garage and attacked her when she returned home for only $20,000 of the insurance policy, enough to cover his debts. Norris? No. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go on. No, that's <laughs> no. Even, even more stupid. Nope, all right. Norris told police he strangled Randy Trimble with an electrical wire and stabbed her over and over again more than 20 times while she struggled for her life, saying a prayer just before she died. Once per- once produced in court, Brian Trimbell confessed to his guilt and pleaded to a conspiracy to commit murder charge. Based on his plea, Brian was sentenced to life in prison in 2004. On the other hand, prosecutors wanted to seek the death penalty for Blaine Norris. However, he decided to confess to murder and plead guilty at the very last moment, effectively escaping the death penalty. Thus, Brian was convicted of murder and was also sent behind bars for life in 2004. The years fall. So just because he he confessed guilty, he wasn't able to be uh, sentenced to death? I guess not. That is... Stupid, right? Bananas. Yeah. 
You're stupid. stupid. This whole thing. The whole thing is stupid. stupid. Oh my god. This whole I didn't know any of this. I know. It's crazy. Ooh. Crazy. <clears throat> in the years following the sentencing, Brian has tried in vain to get his conviction overturned. As a result, he remains incarcerated at SCI Benner Township in Bellinfont, Pennsylvania. Blaine, too, has not been successful in petitioning against his conviction and is currently incarcerated uh, in SCI Somerset in Somerset, Pennsylvania. Although this is a tragedy, Randy Trimble's mother, Nancy, set out to create something positive from the horror and has turned her pain into activism founding Randy's House of Angels for Domestic Violence Victims. She also created Randy's Race, a foundation to raise money for victims of domestic abuse. And there are two that I found. Sure, there's more. But there are two documentaries and, and videos and stuff talking about it. There's a documentary titled Rough Cut, talking about the murder. And in 2006, Dateline NBC aired a story about the case. Um... And real quick, my credits are Kylie's True Crime dot com, the Crimeaholic.com, CrimeOnline.com, FetcherMarple.com, True Crimes Blog dot Medium dot com, and PenLive dot com midstate two thousand thirteen. Yeah. That was a banana story. Wasn't it? Just everything all over the place and the fact that they're trying to get their convictions overturned when there's just so much evidence the how are you going to turn around and say nah the how to commit murder is just a that was just a a silly gag yeah. that's a fake thing fake news how are you gonna how are you gonna do that and expect anyone to believe you yeah. well you know they gotta get out and make their blockbuster hit I would not I would not even accept money to see that movie no. if it ever came out. No. No thank you because that is it's blood money yeah. at the end of it's a you know no. No. Oh, well thank you for regaling me that tale yeah. that I never knew about. Like I knew of it just like the whole base part where essentially a man wanted to make a movie and killed for money to make movie but all those little bits and pieces just the the evidence freaking (laughs) they fucked up they did they fucked up well I am so excited to tell you about my favorite boy i'm so excited and the favorite boy i am so happy that other people love him as much as i do <laughs> because i found so many things like there's organizations that are named after him even though they are not named after him they very much state that they're not but we know that they are let's be real yeah. um so I'm gonna before I introduce you to his name, Scoon already knows. Scoon already knows his name. <laughs> but before I introduce our viewers to 
the cryptid of the week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing you, not really sing, I'm going to give you a little bit of a song lyric. Um, it's great. It makes me laugh. Um, and you'll understand where this song is from. So from Genesis and their album, A Trick of the Tale, released in 1976, who might I add, I believe Phil Collins was a part of. Um, comes this beautiful little ditty. In season, out of season, oh, what's the difference when you don't know the reason? In one hand bread, the other a stone, the hunter enters the forest. All are not huntsmen who blow the huntsman's horn, and by the look of this one, you've not got much to fear. Here I am, I'm very fierce and frightening. I come to match my skill to yours. Now listen here, listen to me. Don't you run away now. I am a friend. I'd really like to play with you. Making noises my furry little my little furry friend would make. I'll trick him and then I'll kick him into my sack. You better watch out. You better watch out. I've got you. I've got you. You'll never get away. Walking home that night, the sack across my back, the sound of sobbing on my shoulder, when it suddenly, it stopped. I opened up the sack, all that I had, a pool of bubbles and tears, just a pool of tears, just a pool of tears. Amazing. And that is part of the song called Squonk. And that is our boy for the day. Squonk! Squonk! Uh, if anyone wants to know, it is spelled S-Q-U-O-N-K. Squonk. And it actually has a scientific name, which makes me laugh even harder. It's called Lacrima Corpus Dissolvens. If you were having problems with multiple sclerosis, you would not have gotten that oh, word. Oh, no. <laughs> it, took, it took me a hot minute. No, no, no. So, essentially, uh, the squonk, if it looks like a pig, it sounds like a pig, it kind of smells like a pig, it might be a squonk. Squonks are essentially uh, smaller creatures. Uh, the size of a pig may be smaller. Their skin is ill-fitting. So whenever you look at it and like how pigs are typically like they have like a really tight skin, like they, some of them have little wrinkles and a little fat. Um, this thing looks like it had a sock that was 80 times too large for it. And it just was scrunched up all the way. It's got wrinkles. It's got warts. It's got moles it's got weird flesh bits it's just weird there are also times where it has all four legs um and sometimes it has three and a half with the other leg being like invisible or transparent all my research did not tell me why it would be transparent it just said it did um the squawk does typically travel at night 
um, because it does not want to see its reflection during the daytime and it feels like it's too ugly to be seen during the day. So it'll travel during the night and it actually tries to stay away from moonlit puddles or anything that has a reflective surface so that it's it can't see itself. Same. It believes, <laughs> right? It believes that it is the ugliest creature. It knows it is the ugliest creature. Like there's hair on it. It's just, it's like a pig tried to turn into a werewolf, but like got stuck halfway and it's just really weird. It's just what it is. Um, but essentially it knows that it's so ugly and even Pennsylvania calls it the homeliest creature of all the animals. Like, that's how ugly this thing is. It will walk and cry and cry to the point where it just sobs all the time. And it leaves behind a trail of tears, much like how snails will leave a trail of slime. Oh, poor boy. It's so sad. He's so sad. So sad. Um, essentially, it's completely tear-stained. Um, it literally just weeps constantly. It's so upset. Um, essentially, it's it's just always unhappy. And because it's able to be followed by the tear-stained trails, hunters typically will try to hunt it down and corner it. However... And this is why its name, its scientific name, is Lacrima corpus dissolvens, is when it is cornered and it does not think that escape is possible. So essentially, it's backed up, say it's surrounded by people, it was in a sack. The creature will cry so much, it literally will dissolve itself into tears. Oh, oh no baby it's so it's so sweet he's so sweet he's ugly as sin <laughs> but i love him so much he's just a baby he's just a baby um he can also dissolve himself into tears if he's horribly surprised or frightened so same. i guess oh like if God. he's walking <laughs> could you imagine and just all of a sudden, someone jumps up and scares you, and they're like, ah! And you're like, ah! <laughs> Tears. Just puddle. Gone. Gone. Yeah. gone. Just, uh, That's how I leave rooms. No. So, <laughs> you just cry, yeah. and then a puddle. It's like, it's like, um, uh, it's like in Harry Potter, when they kind of, like, apparate, and then they're, like, there, and then they're gone, except whenever you disappear, you're just a puddle of tears yeah. in your wake, yeah. and you travel between your tears. <laughs> yeah, like the, oh, that's like amazing. the thing on Courage Cowardly Dog, the, like, the sea hag. Yeah. She jumps out of the puddle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but could you imagine, like, it's super slow, right? So, you could you imagine, like, walking through the night, it stumbles across, like, an open field and it's like hell yeah an open field and then all of a sudden like a bear just comes running at it and it's like Aah! and then poof it's gone water tears just gone um it also has webbed feet it doesn't state that it swims mostly because again it tries to stay away from reflected surfaces or illuminated bodies of water like it doesn't want to be seen so i don't think it takes a dip in the pool but of course you know 
we're used to like ducks and like those kind of like rubber feet yeah. having webs. So having a pig like creature have webbed feet is a little weird to me. Just adds just adds to the weirdness, you know, the the ugliness. Um it essentially was being originally told in the 1910 book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, which was created by William T. Cox. Um, essentially, he was writing it about um, how it's being migrated. It's, it travels all these forests. It continuously moves around. It does all these things, but it's slow. Um, but because it was part of the forest, at the end of the day there are people who would destroy the forests, use the lumber to create their woods and things like that. So in the next book, uh, the 1939 Fearsome Critters, it suggested that they actually migrated from the deserts and swamps to settle in Pennsylvania due to the uh, logging camps that were moving from all the locations. Mm. So essentially kind of like rainforest where um, you know, we want to save the trees. We want to save the rainforest so that those creatures have a home. It's kind of like with the squonk where they were just roaming free, but because logging lessened their cover, their safety, they moved to a place that they felt like was not really going anywhere. Uh, a man named J.P. Wentling, uh, he supposedly coaxed it into a bag, much like the song, the squonk. Um, and it was carrying it home when it did lighten. So it essentially no one can capture it to show that they've captured it, um, which is a little, a little sad. Yeah. Um, we also see here that um, there is a 2015 version of the Fearsome Creatures by a Hal Johnson and he is the one that also confirms that it is physically and technically a pig. Um, it also, in his description, has cauliflower ears that are covered in wax and hair. Uh, the tusks are yellow and crooked. And it's got the really red, like, roomy eyes like the some of the Maltese uh, dogs have. Like, they just have, like, those tears stained yeah. uh, fur under their Aww. eyes. So oh, baby. Yeah. Somebody mm. get him a tissue. <laughs> um, it also states that their sadness and their misery is contagious. So oh, if no. you do stumble upon one and you try to, like, capture it, uh, try to be near it, you're near it for too long, you, al- you also can get really sad. Um, there was... A, a phrase that I wasn't sure. Um, it states again that it lived in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Um, but then John Paul Wentling, who we're going to assume is J.P. Wentling, um, he was Hal Johnson's arch nemesis. So he kind of he was thrown around a lot, his name. Um, but it states that he tried to catch one, but like the squonk, that he tried to capture, he also dissolved to tears to death. Oh. So, right? So I was reading it and I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. So I was like, so did Jean-Paul or AKA JP, did he also die? Like, in a 
tear puddle? Maybe. I don't <laughs> maybe he cried so much that he dehydrated and died. Or oh. maybe he got so sad that he eventually, uh, you know, um, um, dissolved. Yeah. Yes. Himself. He was like, I try to capture this beautiful squawk and he left me and therefore I am lonely and I also die. Yeah. He just unalived himself. Maybe because he was so sad. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I don't like that. Why do you do this, squonk? I get that. I have a question though. I don't know. Right? Yes. What if you catch a squonk? Let's say you catch one. Some some miracle you catch one, and you you made it feel love and affection, and that it wasn't gonna die, and you coax it into like a open pen. Mm-hmm. That's yes, but that'd be really bad for the next part I'm about to say. Oh, go so on. You- you coax it in a pen. This makes me feel so bad. You coax in a pen. Love and affection. And and then you and then you turn it into bacon. Right? Would, would you eat the bacon and is no! it sad? Would it be sad no, I, bacon? I mean it does say that it's a contagious misery, so if you're not already sad by being around it all the time, I feel like if you actually ate a part of it you would turn into sad. That's it. You would turn into sad. <laughs> well, now I'm really sad because it just wants How? love. Here's also my thing. How are you going to kill it? I'm just... For lack listen, of a better term, how are you going to kill it without it dissolving? <laughs> I never said I was going to kill it. Uh, no, no. You brought this no, hypothesis no, no. on upon yourself. You're going to have to complete it to fruition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hypothesis. I, I, I want the boy to have love. I hypothesize. I hypothesize. If... It, it's a but you want to kill him for bacon <laughs> hypothetically 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 listen hypothetically if you do want to kill it for bacon how do you kill it so that you make sure that it doesn't dissolve into tears quickly with a rifle just in the back of the head you just walk up to it across the thing and you're like here's your corn Aww. and like a plow yeah that's what you're saying. Yeah. That's what you are telling me That's and our viewers right I'm now, just, Kaplow. I'm just thinking <laughs> of how you would do it. That's how... I thought you wanted to have a friend. No, I do. And like, I'm how just, would you be able to <laughs> capture it? I do. No. I'm just saying, Mm-mm. if somebody were to kill one, it's technically a pig. And what do you make from pigs? You make pig. You're... Listen, your first thought was, will the bacon make me feel sad well, yeah, because, all like, of the time? <laughs> I never even thought about cooking bacon when I'm talking about my favorite boy, Swan. Just- <laughs> so you, <laughs> oh, no. ma'am. I am a I also, carnivore. I can't help it. To be, <laughs> to be fair, uh, we also don't know how truly big a squonk That's is. True. So, cat... <gasps> What if Squonk is cat-sized? Oh. Well, he's a small boy. Small, sad boy. He's small Knows boy. nothing. Oh. Doesn't even know ABCs. ABC, always be ready. <laughs> always be ready. What? I, <laughs> it's, a, okay, hold on, tea time. It's a joke. Okay cat in your tail it's a it's an inside joke between me and my friends where we love letter kenny and in the show i don't know if you've ever seen letter kenny yeah. 
Um, but the show, Jonesy and Riley, the two hockey boys, the second season, uh, they always say ABC, always be hanging. And they never, they never finish the sentence with a C word. Ah, it's always, mm-hmm. I see. It's always something like always be relaxing always be smashing like it's never a c word so anytime that i (laughs) i say abc i always have to like do that kind of joke because it's stupid i like it i like it i was really my brain was like (laughs) yeah always be ready and i was like wait (laughs) see (laughs) the letter c does not fit in with ready yeah it's completely different (laughs) well Speaking of smashing, uh, the squonk's method of love and reproduction is binary fission. What is The scientific name of said binary fission is... Go on. Therestis lacrimosis. Oh? Yep. It's T-H... E-R-I-S-T-E-S-L-A-C-H-R-Y-M-O-S-U-S. Theristus lacrimosus. Yep. Amazing. I did it. Look at that. It was beautiful. Amazing. Tanks. Tanks. Uh, I... I'm going to kind of round this out with just um, a little, it's a little clip blip, if you will, from the 100th anniversary hypertext edition of the book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods. Um, It is online at uh, lib.lumberwoods.org. Um, so it's an actual unnatural history museum website and you can actually go in there and um, the squonk has its own page it's got a little drawing on the side of it it's pretty cute in my opinion listen i also say that it's ugly as sin but that's what makes it so endearing to me yeah like i want him to fit in my pocket and he just be this little ugly baby, and he's so ugly, he's beautiful, and that's okay. Little scrungly boy. That's okay. Little scrungly. Tiny scrungle. He, <laughs> I just, I just want to pet him. He's so cute. Okay. The range of the squonk is very limited. Few people outside of Pennsylvania have ever heard of the quaint beast which is said to be fairly common in the hemlock forests of that state. The squonk is of a very tiring disposition, generally traveling around about at twilight and dusk. Uh, it is said by people who are best to judge to be the be- most morbid, most morbid of beasts. Squawk hunters are successful on frosty moonlit nights when tears are shed slowly and the animal dislikes moving about. It may then be heard weeping under the boughs of dark hemlock trees. And about uh, Wetling, he 
unslung the sack and he looked in and there was nothing but tears and bubbles. And that is my squonky boy who I will fight anyone over. He is number three. Mothman. San Francisco Nightwalkers. Squonk. 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 We should do a, um, a cryptid tier list. That'd be fun. Don't you even play with my heart. Not enough. Because I'll do it. We should do it. We should, we should put a poll. We should do it. And everyone send, everyone send us your favorite cryptids. And we'll do a tier list. How about that? Everyone just sends in Mothman and Bigfoot. <laughs> and that's it. That's all, <laughs> that's all they send in. Where are you putting this Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Mm, this Bigfoot is going in D. <laughs> to be fair, there's so many Bigfoots. Yeah, that's true. So many Bigfoots. Um, so real quick, my, uh, my real quick credits. I couldn't think of the word. I was going to say cryptid. I'm like, that's not <laughs> what I mean cryptids? to say. This is the squawk. Oh. <laughs> this is squawk. Just start um, over again. <laughs> the lyrics I got are from Lyric Find. Um, I also use cryptids with a Z dot fandom dot com. The Wikipedia article about Squonk, the penlive.com, Wild About PA. Um, that's where I found the homeliest of animals. I was like, wow, they're super, uh, they're super about that. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they say that he's incredibly unhappy, even morbid. Oh. Oh, I lied. Um, there was, there was some squonks that once they developed web feet, they would go traveling in water. But because they were scared, they always continuously traveled in water and never returned to shore. Oh, uh, poor babies. Yes. So there's pretty much saying that they died at the bottom of lakes. No. And that, yep, there's a lot that uh, appeared in there. So there you go. I just happened to pull up the article and it had it right in my face. Oh, my God. It makes me feel so uh, bad for I also, tiny boys. He's such a sweet baby. Oh. <sighs> um, like I said, the lib.lumberwoods.org, so library dot uh, org, and then i also used the wikipedia article about fearsome creatures of the lumberwoods um with a few desert and mountain beasts because it definitely brought me up to where we were and there's a lot in this book by the way there's i'm just gonna read a couple of them because i <laughs> the words of them were super great so there's a cactus cat. Yeah. We gotta we gotta do that. Yeah. Uh the funeral mountain terra shot. The gumbaroo. We got uh the whirling wimpus. The snow wasset. We also have a hugag. And the totter road. Shagama. There's some cryptids for you in the future. Those are You're amazing. Welcome. Yeah, we'll, they we'll eventually sound cover great. all of those. 
we'll co- we'll cover everyone and everything. Yes, everyone. Don't you worry. We'll get no there. No one gets left out. Um, no one. That listen. Now we have. Now we have so many cryptids to do. Sure. We we're just piling on so much work, so much. But it's okay. Effort. The Wapa Lucy. Wapa Wapa Tutti Fruity. See, you y'all heard it first. You you heard it first. <laughs> Skloon's weird, amazing trait where she just sings things, and I love the fact that that was the song that you picked. Listen, I have no knowledge in my brain except for the mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cell. All the rest, song lyrics. So, <laughs> and Pokemon it's facts. Amazing, and you should forever have that, forever. Well, my dessert, my schoonful, is the fact that I got to talk about my sweet baby boy, the squonk. I know, you were so um, excited about that. I, as soon as I saw him, I immediately told Schoon, I was like, I need to do him. Yeah, she called dibs, I, like, I want- in the first second she seen him. She's like, mine. Back off. <laughs> um, but also, uh, I just took going first with cleanfuls. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, okay, okay. But also, just like a weird, proud, like financial adult moment. <gasps> uh, I switched car insurances today. Oh. I something in my brain uh, clicked on brake, and I was like. I should search for something so i i just took a leap and i reached out to a new insurance company i got a quote and they are charging me for double car and double the coverage on one car and triple the coverage on another car oh. i am paying less than 200 dollars, like very much less than 200 dollars for both of the vehicles and then I was like, are you kidding me right now? And the rep was like, no. And I was like, so I'm paying almost $500 for what? And he was like, not good coverage. And I was like, thank you, my guy. And I went ahead and I canceled my other car insurance. And they were like, why are you leaving? And I was like, because you refuse to price match me with this other car insurance policy. And I've been with you since 2011. Yeah. Like this is not how you keep loyal customers yeah and so this is just my psa even if you think that you have great insurance i thought i had great insurance and that i couldn't get anything different because of accident history that i haven't even been in a car accident since uh 2018 and it was a hit and run that was not my fault so uh if you anything even doctors you know dentists car insurances even getting a new car like shop around take that step take that extra time i wish i had done it months ago because i would have saved myself over a thousand dollars within the last three months and it's kind of ridiculous so that that's my spoonful i made the decision and even though i spent a lot of money today because I had already paid my other car insurance and I'm getting a refund. 
and then I paid three months of the new car insurance, it's better for me in the long run. Yeah. And so everyone should do that. Do do that. Car insurance is expensive. Yeah. It's needed, but it's very expensive. I am so proud of you. Thank that you. Good, I'm proud of me. That is a good um, adult step you took. I like it. We all need to keep an eye on our things because sometimes things get a little uh, fucky-wucky and we need to yeah. keep an eye on it because sometimes we don't notice until like months down the line. <laughs> yep, and that's kind of what happened with us. Like we, we truly thought that because we were always told like it doesn't matter about your credit. It doesn't matter um, that you have a minimum accident. We take the surrounding area and like there's been a lot of accidents in our neighborhood um so i was just like oh well okay it kind of makes sense like it i was rationalizing it because i didn't want to put in the effort to actually do the thing Mm. but i'm so happy that i put in the effort and i did the thing yeah i'm proud of you good job good job what is your spoonful miss i had a burger and made me hungry okay when we started the podcast so that's one of my spoonfuls i had a burger it might have not been the best financial decision uh right now because my job sucks and they don't want to pay us correctly but i needed a burger sometimes you need to treat yourself so i got a burger and and also you have to think about it like you you do a lot I don't know if anyone knows this. Skloon does a lot for our podcast and she does a lot in her own personal life and she's trying to be better at everything. She's also trying to be super sweet and like make art for her friends and she doesn't have to, but she does anyway. And so she never treats herself. And the fact that she finally gets to treat herself, even if it's just a burger from Burger King, I am so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very good. Stop working so hard. I I must work harder. Ash, what do you mean? <laughs> There's never a time where where I have to stop working hard. Must work harder. Must be better. As they say, work it better, faster, stronger. Daft Punk. Uh But my other spoonful of sugar is that I am an avid TikTok peruser. And sometimes As we all are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sometimes things come on my um for you page that that are just blessings rain down upon me. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I really like Sanrio characters, like Hello Kitty, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. And somebody on TikTok uh, collected a whole bunch of lost media Sanrio stickers, like stickers, backgrounds, all the good stuff to make pretty online decoration things. Right. Before before they were lost forever because they were on an app. The app got shut down and Sanrio didn't bother saving anything. So you can find like a couple online, but they're very bad quality, like super bad quality. And she saved them all and put them in a Google Drive and put it out into the world. And I downloaded it. So now I have over 9,000 Sanrio stickers. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. jazzed about it. <laughs> that's amazing oh my god I was, that's so much i was going through it all day yesterday and i was like <gasps> like it's so cute How? i'm gonna make some like that's discord so emojis so so i i hope everyone likes them and i can use backgrounds and stuff Ooh. yes 
Do you have Animal Crossing? I do. Uh, New Horizons. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be nice and I'll give you my Sanrio pack. Oh, oh, Ash, baby, <laughs> sweet, sweet bean. So I, my, listen. my friend Sarah. Oh, did you already get it? Yep. I'm sorry. Continue. I have all of them. Oh, <laughs> but thank you. I can, all of them. I can get you whatever you want, baby. I can be your Sanrio yep. mama. <laughs> My my friend Sarah, uh, she, as soon as it came out, we we met over Animal Crossing, and so we were super big. And whenever we saw the downloadable like content for the Sanrio mm-hmm. characters, she immediately texted me, and she was like, "I bought a pack. Did you get a pack?" And I was like, "No, not yet. I haven't gone to like Target or whatever." She's like, "I bought you a pack. <laughs> I'm mailing it to you. Oh. You'll get it in the week." And I was like, "Oh my god, I have yet to open it." Oh, yeah. So, uh. <laughs> when that dropped me and my friend were really big into it because we just did that we did that over the whole covid like me and her were out in the world already working through covid so we would spend pretty much our summer together because like if one of us was going to get it like the other one was going to get it it wasn't the smartest thing in the world but we couldn't be locked up by ourselves you know we needed company (laughs) so well that's how i did it with my friends too is essentially we because we all worked in the same industry we couldn't go anywhere anyway yeah so what we would do is when we were locked down we would go over to each other's houses because again we were locked down so we couldn't go to work we couldn't do anything um but we would go over and we would like order a pizza in or we would you know we would play games and stuff so that we weren't alone yeah that's what we did too forever that's like the only place we went throughout the whole summer was to her house and we played animal crossing from morning till night and then they dropped the sanrio packs and she's very very tech savvy so she bought these little reader chips on amazon and she made every single pack on a reader chip so she got them for like pretty much free that's amazing yeah that's amazing she has every villager every sanrio pack it's amazing oh she did the good work yeah she she put in that time and effort but it was really nice because we used to host um giveaways so if people wanted the sanrio stuff we would just be like yeah we can get you this we can get you this you want this villager we'll invite him kick him put him into your village you know like we weren't it's mine like we were sharing (laughs) For legal purposes, please make sure you support the developers of games and of stuff. And yes, please make sure that that you support games. And but stuff. also, it's very but fun. also that's amazing. The fact that you guys like hosted and like helped people out, and because some people like really want a character and they can't, it's too long and everything. If no one knows what Animal Crossing is, I don't know what rock you lived under during the pandemic because it was everywhere. It's a saving grace. Um, it it saved my my mental health yeah, for mine sure. Too, yeah. Um, but essentially, you're a character on a new island, and you uh, live with villagers or islanders or whatever, and they're little animal characters that you build relationships with. You get you know, it's like a friendship thing, and it's essentially a chore simulator. Yeah. If <laughs> for lack of a better term, it's a chore simulator. You go around, you pick up weeds, you pick up stones you build a museum you go fish you collect bugs and it was just a really soothing thing to do 
because you were like, oh, well, I got to get on and I got to do my tasks today. Like you got to do your things. Um, but the fact that you guys were able to kind of host giveaways and make sure people got their dreamies and the ones that they wanted, like that's, that's amazing. You probably made so many people happy and you should be proud of that. Yeah, I, thank you. I hope I did. There's, there's a, there's a thing, right? There's an Animal Crossing thing called Nukazan. And, uh, sometimes when you're trying to get certain things, they want a lot for they it. They want so much money yeah. for that. They want a lot for it. So it didn't sit right with us because when me and her first got the game, uh, we didn't think about the, the chippy text stuff. So we just were just playing it like normal. You know, you, you know you'd go hunt or you go on Nukazan, somebody has Bob, and you're like, oh, I want Bob, but they want so much stuff for it, and then sometimes they jip you, so mm-hmm. if it's, like, a really sought-after character, like, that uh, orange wolf was a really sought-after character when she dropped, mm-hmm. um, and I had her, so I, I posted a giveaway for her, and, uh, and, like, a whole bunch of people wanted her, but I was just, like, I, I, I want to help more people because a lot of people are getting scammed. Yeah. And, like, it's just a video game, I know, but, like, it makes somebody happy. And it does. And I was one of the lucky ones. Uh, no brag. I found Raymond. <gasps> oh, the child. And he's still on my island. Yeah, he's still on my island. He ain't going anywhere. And I think it's Audrey, the one that you're thinking about. The orange wolf, orange fox that one yeah i think her name was audrey she's like a peppy Ah. um but yeah i went around and i wasn't looking for anyone in particular i loved them all except for petro the clown sheep i hate him i hate him (laughs) oh you know he's a sweet bean yeah i don't like clowns so it doesn't really matter to me um but I happened to just kind of stumble upon him, and I was like, "Hello, Raymond. Uh, I could technically sell you for a lot of money. Oh yeah, because people were buying him everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I was of the same mindset. Like, it's not fair that other people had to essentially spend all their money to try to get a character that you can get for free. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, they had to put in the work, but like." a lot of people had him for free like why would you sit there and like ruin someone else's day or you know make them broke yeah for no reason so yeah it's just a wholesome you guys did good. it's a wholesome game it's wholesome times you guys did uh some chaotic chaotic good yeah in the world we robin hood a little bit it's not, it's not a good thing that we did perfect ah. you know what sometimes you do what you gotta it's do fun. for the good greater good <laughs> I mean, especially during a pandemic when everything is closed, stupid expensive. Yeah. yeah. Closed, expensive. There's nothing going on. You know, there was for the longest time, people couldn't even buy like a Nintendo Switch. They couldn't buy yeah. games because it was just it, it was it's gone. Ridiculous. As soon as yeah. it went online, they were all sold out. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, you guys did great. I love that that's a wonderful schoonful that makes me so happy that you got like the thing that you like you truly just the passion and obsession and hyper focused thing that you really like yeah i'm so excited i will i will definitely if anyone needs 
listen, if you guys want the Sanyo stickers, feel free to uh, DM me. I will give you the link. Okay? I'm not going to keep it to myself. I already gave it to like Spread three people. <laughs> Spread the word. Everyone needs... You know what? Everyone needs something that makes them happy. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be money, which money makes things easier to make you be happy about. But it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. It just has to be something that genuinely makes you just smile. Like, it. I always remember the, um, I don't know what movie it's from. I could not tell you much of anything. But I know it has, um, me before you. And it has, I don't know the person that she's in love with. Okay, anyway, so it reminds me of the scene from the movie Me Before You with Amelia Clark. And there is, I've never watched the movie. I just know that it's from the scene. And she, I believe it's her birthday. And she's so excited. And she's with, I think, the person that she's engaged to or is like dating or something. And he gives her like a necklace. And he's like super excited that he gives her the necklace. And she's like, oh, it's beautiful. And it says his name on it like Patrick or something something silly and she's like oh it's it's great thank you so much and then the gentleman in the wheelchair who again I don't know the character's name I don't know the actor's name it's just there um I think it's like uh Sim Claffin but he uh gives her a gift and she opens it up and it's black and yellow tights, like a little bumblebee tight. And she's so fucking happy. <laughs> she's so excited about having these tights that like she gets up and she runs out of the room because she wants to go try them on immediately. And like that's that's what you should do. You should find the thing that makes you think of nothing else except for the gift and the person that gave it to you. Or even if it's yourself and just be happy. It doesn't matter if it's a pretty necklace that says your partner's name on it or if it's a pair of tights that you could have bought for two dollars at walmart yeah make yourself happy yeah oh that was a lot was that a- took me on a wild ride yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot happening there yeah. oh, well uh i am excited that we're we're essentially back on track i do kind of miss our tales of the cryptid little mini mini part um i even tried i liked that so much that i even tried to find stories of the squawk and there's like nothing (laughs) yeah except for what i already told you and i'm a little sad about it so it's it's hard Uh, maybe we can do uh just a general like cryptid stories from reddit like they don't really know what it is it's just the thing that wasn't right like when we get to the not deer i'm excited for that that has probably has a whole bunch of stories uh, the not deer the not deer i'm so excited about the not deer uh, we have so many plans there are so many things and we're only in episode 11 we got so much more to do so many to the moon to the so moon. many things to do <laughs> so but uh please uh, follow us on Twitter at mhmpod. 
Uh, if you're interested in working with us or providing stories or anything of that nature, please either DM us there or uh, please message us at our email at um, murderhorrormonsterspod at gmail.com. It tells me everything that happens on that email account, I swear to you. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're super excited. We're just super excited uh, to just keep moving forward. And again, props to Skloon for editing a couple no, of episodes already. No. You're getting better and better each time. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. It's doing great. Um, but we will we'll catch y'all next week. Hey. Uh, Maybe, maybe we'll do a survivor story. Maybe we'll do another, uh, here's how to commit murder story. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, we will see all y'all next time. Bye. I want a squawk. I want a squawk. I am a squonk. (laughs) This has been an episode of Murder Horror Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify. <laughs>